L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. All right, welcome to the newest edition of the Giants huddle podcast. My name is John Schmelk. Thank you so much for being with us today. We just concluded the Giants blue-white scrimmage at the Fan Fest at MetLife Stadium on Friday night. Uh, I am joined now in the booth. He just got finished filming our coverage for MSG in the Giants YouTube channel. He is former Giants center and Super Bowl champion, Sean O'Hara. Sean, how are you, man? John, I'm doing great. Great to see you. Uh, it's great to be back here in MetLife. Uh, it's great to see the fans here. They were, they were energized. They were enthusiastic. It's been a while since we saw this many smiling faces in MetLife. Especially while they're doing autographs after the game. Yes. Fans are like pelting Saquon Barkley <laughs> with footballs as he was trying to get off the field. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny. But, yeah, look, it was a great environment. Well, let's start here then. From a player perspective, Sean, how is this for a player different and maybe more useful than a normal practice on the practice fields outside of Quest? Yeah, I think tonight with this scrimmage, the whole mindset was let's treat it like a game. And and they kind of came in. They had a pregame meal. They had the same kind of routine. They came out, got a chance to kind of figure out, all right, what's our pregame routine going to be with Brian Dable now? Every coach has different you know, themes and, and different timings and different drills that they want to do. So this was a good practice run for them. So the next week when they're playing the Patriots on Thursday night, it's not a fire drill. Now everybody knows here's, a, here's what we're going to do. So I think from that standpoint, it's great for the players to have that process. But it's also you've got an intensity knob. And when you come into the stadium, it, it goes up a click. And when you've got fans in here and just like a game scenario and a game setting – you crank it up another couple notches. So I, I think from that standpoint, it's great for the players to get that opportunity to kind of kind of ratchet up the game speed a little bit, the intensity, the tempo. Things happen differently when you get into that game mode. So uh, this was a, a great kind of dry run or rehearsal for them. And anytime you get fans like this that are excited to be here, I mean, there was probably 25,000 people here. Yeah, the lower um, bowl was like 75% full. Yeah, I, nice. mean, I, I think it, it makes you play a little harder and it kind of reminds you of why you're doing this. 2022 Giants training camp is presented by Ford, the official SUV of the New York Giants. Sean, from the actual play now on the field, what stood out to you? Well, I think, you know, two words that we've been looking uh, for from this team is progress and production. And I felt like there was some production offensively, which was nice to see. Um, Obviously, the big question mark has been Brian Dable's offense, Daniel Jones at quarterback. What's it going to look like? What what are we going to see from them? 
And I think tonight we saw a lot of different formations, a lot of different motions. We saw Saquon Barkley in motion a lot. We saw him out as a receiver, but I think we saw a really competent offense and an offense that can get the ball out and can create space for some of these guys. We saw Wondell Robinson get out in space and make a couple moves, Kadarius Toney mm-hmm. on, on some nice crossing routes. Uh, we even saw Saquon out in kind of what looked like a little screen play, but yep. getting him out in space as a receiver is going to be a big part of this offense. So I thought that was really good to see. It was good to see Daniel Jones just kind of getting in out of the huddle, and he scrambled a lot tonight, which I think part of that is, look, he's trying to take care of the football. Um, but I, I thought the biggest point offensively was when they got down in the red zone, they found a way to finish. And he found Kenny Galladay in the back of the end zone on one of their drives, and that has been their Achilles heel Certainly last season, the last couple of years, can they get points? Can they not settle for field goals? When they get in the red zone, don't turn the ball over. They need touchdowns. That was a big part of it. I think defensively. And by the way, just real quick offensively, the, the first team's first drive, they got to the three-yard line, couldn't finish on their first drive. They tried that little back shoulder fade. Right, right. And I think and I thought he had his feet in, so I'm guessing there was a bobble on the play, and that's why it was kind of called incomplete out of bounds. Yeah, I think it was a bobble, and, and by the time he had possession, he was out. Right, but then they did manage to finish for the touchdown on that second drive on that right. nice little, uh, I guess it was a slant, right, to Gallaudet over the middle? Yeah, it looked like, um, actually it looked like a little, you know, kind of deep out route. In the, oh, in, you know in, what? In the back the, of the end the zone. The slant was the one that he didn't complete. Remember, right, they tried that little skinny right. slant in the middle, and I, yeah. I thought he had a chance to catch it, but he didn't catch it. You're right. Yeah, I think that was uh, I think that was Julian Love, maybe or Darnay Holmes. Uh, no, no, that was Dory. That was a Dory. Uh, yeah. Dory Jackson. Yeah, that's been a good battle to watch. It really Dory has Jackson been. Yeah, they're, like they're they're both very physical, um, and you know, I, I think Daniel Jones showed some of the accuracy that you know that the Giants liked about him enough to to take him sixth overall. So. For him, good first step. Um, I think offensive line-wise, I thought they did a good job in protection. Andrew Thomas had a number of reps against Kayvon Thibodeau, and I thought Andrew Thomas reigned supreme in, in that matchup. And I think and, we've seen that during camp so far, too, by the way. Yeah, Andrew Thomas, is. I mean, his balance is really, I mean, it, it's gone through the roof. Sean, he just looks so comfortable. He takes his yeah. pass set, and it's like, you're not getting by him. No, no doubt. He looks so confident in his hands, his punch, everything. I mean, he looks like he's he's you know, in that comfort zone and totally different from his first year where he kind of looked like he was getting out of balance a little bit. I thought Shane Lemieux looked pretty good um, against Leonard Williams. That's been a good battle in training camp to watch. Certainly Leonard Williams has kind of has kind of had his way with Shane in one-on-ones. And by the way, not just Shane. He, he he was beating Glowinski too. He was yeah. running on both guards. Yeah, everybody. Uh, Leonard's a handful. He's and a hell of a he player. He's a powerful dude. So it's great work for Shane. It was good to see John Feliciano back in there at center no after question. missing some time. I think that really kind of solidified the group. And then Evan Neal, you know, look, I think much like we saw Andrew Thomas out here his his rookie year, the very first blue-white scrimmage, I, I think Andrew Thomas was – people were running by him left and right. Like he looked like he was standing still. Evan Neal looked good. I think he's still working on some balance issues um, and not, not bending at the waist. But I saw him on a couple of plays really just moving guys. There was one play where he, he drove Ellerson Smith – uh, the defensive end, he drove him 10 yards down the field in the red zone, put, put him in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of one of the O-line mantras. If you put your guy in the end zone, we're going to score. So I, I think it was a good, you know, first step for uh, the offensive line and, and for those five guys to be together really for the first time in a game setting like this. I thought they did pretty well. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK. You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. 
one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. I want to dig a little bit deeper on Neil for a second before you head over to the defense, Sean. The one thing that I saw, I thought he, he was my favorite offensive tackle in the draft. I thought he was wonderful. His, you know, he's 6'7". Six, six, he looks like he's 295, but he's yeah. 250 pounds. He moves really well. The one thing I saw in college was that I thought sometimes, especially in the run game, he would get up over himself a little bit and lean forward a little bit too much, right? A little too aggressive. Yeah. I didn't think I saw that, though, in pass protection in college. But I think when he's had some issues, that's been what the problem is, that he sometimes just tries to go forward too much. And as a 6'7", 350 guy, if he can just sit back in his stance and yeah. catch and punch the guy, that, that's yeah. all he has to do, right? Yeah, no doubt. He's big enough. He can absorb that bull rush, that power right. rush. So it's tough. You kind of have to fight yourself sometimes. You can't be too too anxious and too eager to get that punch. And then you you get kind of over your skis He's like so you're talking about. so long and big. Just yeah. use it. Yeah, he, he is a mammoth of a man. I mean, you, when you see him, he was walking next to Daniel Jones, and I mean, he made Daniel Jones look like Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> I, I think that, that he's, he's he's like this little, like this young golden retriever with these big paws, and he just doesn't really know yet how to use all that strength. Um, but I think he's also getting a little taste of the NFL. The defensive linemen, they use their hands so much better. That like was going to be my follow-up, yep. Like, these guys aren't – they're not as skilled with the hands and with the punch, the push-pull, like we were talking about what Leonard Williams does. So now he's he's at another level, and it's like, okay, you know what? I can't get over my skis. I can't get my face in the block. And the they're going to pull me through. Exactly. The minute he leans forward, you get the pull after the push, right. and then he's by him. Right. So those are things that I, I think he'll improve on. And you know what? What's great about Evan Neal is you spend five minutes with him uh, – like, this guy cares about being a great football player. Oh, just like, like Andrew. They have the yeah. same low-key, I'm from the South, I care, but I'm serious about what I do, and I, I'm not a, sh- you know, show-off guy. He's like, he's not, he's what you want an offensive lineman to be. Yeah, you could tell he loves playing football. He yeah. loves being an offensive lineman. He wants to be great. He's not happy with, hey, I just I got drafted in the first round. Like, his whole life has been to get to this point and to be great. And I think that, you know, it, this can be the start of something special. So, um, I think that they, they've got to be pretty pleased with, with what they saw. Um, I think just as we're talking offensive line, I'll say Josh Azudu got a lot of great work tonight. He was in at left tackle. He yep. was in at left guard. Yep. And I think he's going to be a vital p- component of this offensive line because of his versatility. You could throw him in in any position in a pinch. If somebody goes down, somebody gets dinged. He and, moves pretty well. He's a nice little athlete, man. You know, when you look at him, he doesn't he's not as imposing as Evan Neal, but yeah. yet with his play, like the one thing coming out, you and I were talking about him coming out and when the Giants drafted him, he's got these heavy hands. And you always wonder, is that going to carry over from the college level to the NFL level? And it certainly has shown up both in practice and tonight. So I think he does a great job with that. Um, and I think he's he's got great balance. Like you don't see him on the ground. You don't see him getting beat and lunging. So he's he's got a good technique from that standpoint. I think he's a good fit in Bobby Johnson's offense. Um, I think the one blow tonight is uh, Marcus McKeithen. Yeah. Their late-round draft pick from North Carolina. He went down with a knee injury. So I think it carted off. Yeah, that, that, that obviously you know lets a little air out of the sails from the night, and they were counting on him um, along with Azudu with the versatility. They wanted him to kind of be uh, one of those young guys that could be a swing guard, swing tackle. So – um, it's it's a shame to see something like that. Now you hope 
that Matt Pert can kind of accelerate yeah. because now they're going to have to lean on a guy like that even more. Do you feel okay if Azudu's your swing tackle in week one, or is that a little bit too quick for him being a rookie? Well, I think if he's just swing tackle, it's great as long as he, you know, as long as he doesn't have to go in. Uh, you know, <laughs> so in other words, no, it might be a little bit well, too early. It's funny. I, I always love when coaches are like, "Yeah, he's our backup tackle," and then he goes in the game. And they're like, "Oh, we got to get him out of there." It's like, well, why the hell did you keep him? If, if they're not good enough to play, then why are they here? So, I, I think Josh is good enough to play. I mean, do you want to name any names there, Sean? No, I think. Hello? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think Josh. I think he's ready. I think he can handle it. Um, good. You know, and I think he's got the great demeanor, and, and I know. Bobby Johnson really likes him a lot, and Tony Sperano Jr., the assistant offensive line coach, um, they really like his mindset, his mentality. So Josh is one of those guys where he's not going to beat himself. Like, I don't think you have to worry about him having mental errors, having vapor lock, and, and you know, getting beat from that standpoint. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like... How much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Now, we didn't get any numbers, but I thought they were probably, for both the offense and the defense, they probably weren't thrilled with all the flags that were being thrown over right, the course of practice right. today either. No, but you know what? I think you do that for that exact reason. Like, hey, here are things we need to clean up because you can get into bad habits in mm-hmm. practice and when nobody's calling you out on it. Um, obviously, there was some grabbing going on, you know, both outside with the receivers and DBs, and then inside there was a couple of those too. But um, I think that's all part of the reason why you do this so that you, you get a little taste of that. All right, you, I interrupted you before. You're going to move on to the defense. Uh, we got to kind of see Wink Martindale's, at least part of his arsenal, in display, and – it, it did produce some unblocked rushers out of the secondary. Even Julian Lovewood had at least two sacks in the game. What did you think of what you saw from Wink Martindale's defense? I thought it was as advertised. You know, the, they, they, we've been talking about Wink Martindale and the pressure packages and the different fronts and the versatility, and it showed up tonight. And I think um, when you, you, know, you mentioned Julian Love, you know, he's one play he's playing deep safety. The next play he's down at the linebacker level, and then – you know, on third down, he's in the A-gap like a, as right. a blitzer. And mm-hmm. he was all over the field. He did everything. So I think that there was a, a number of different times tonight where the Giants defense had a couple of fronts that I think that they they got home. They, if it was a game, it would have been a sack, to your point. They would have gotten home. They would have got a hit on the quarterback. They had some free rushers, which is, you know, that's, that's a Wink Martindale calling card. How do we get a free guy coming down the bow of the quarterback, getting a hit, um, if it's not a sack, we're, we're affecting the throw. That's how you create turnover, turnovers. So saw a lot of that. I, I was really impressed with Julian Love. Um, I think Dory Jackson is having a great camp. Um, I thought Aaron Robinson looked pretty good. Darnay Holmes looked excellent. Darren Evans made a couple plays, the, Evans, the, yep. the young corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good to see Blake Martinez in there. Yep. Um, he was involved in a couple different blitz packages. Um, he went he went one on one with Saquon Barkley a couple times and some blitzes. Say what Saquon picked him up really nice on that one blitz right up in the A gap. Yeah, he kind of scraped yeah. around the side. So um, it was it was a good chess match going on there with Daniel Jones at the line, and there was a couple times where he got the ball out quick. Um, you know they they went empty formation and there was a blitz in both A gaps and Kayvon Thibodeau was unblocked off the edge and Daniel Jones saw the same thing uh, that the offensive line saw and got the ball out. So those were all good things to build on. Um, I think 
tonight it was obvious that they really wanted to work on the passing game. There wasn't a whole lot of run plays. Um, it, it was definitely more of a, a pass-heavy uh, game plan tonight. Well, and what we've seen, Sean, so. if, if they're not, and they, got, they weren't pads tonight, but generally speaking, if they're not in pads, they don't run it. Like, they're just like, there's no point in running without pads on. And as an offensive lineman, I guess that doesn't make sense to an extent, right? Yeah, I think you're just trying to avoid the pileups and the bodies. When you get in right. full pads mm-hmm. and you start doing nine on seven, inevitably people start falling on each other. They go to the ground and guys get finished. Um, so you, you try to avoid all that. But um, I thought defensively, they did a good job. Um, you know, they created some turnovers there at the end of the night. There, there was a couple of, of interceptions. There was a, uh, a fumble they forced on Austin Prohl down in, in, yep. in the end zone, mm-hmm. which was good to see. Um, I thought, oh, Shane Zimenez looked pretty good. Um, He's had some nice reps, too, in, in practice this year. And so was, Pro, so was um, uh, Quincy Roche. Both of them have had some nice little outside rush snaps. Yeah, they've done a good job. And Sometimes you've got to take that in context because they're running with the twos, and so maybe you know they're going up against the second string offensive line, and it's you or know, third it, string in some situations. Or third, too. yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a little bit um, different. But you know, I, I thought Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, he he looked uh, he looked good. I, I watched a little bit of Cordell Flott in the slot, and you know, I thought he. He, he held his own. Like He looked like he belonged. Um, I'll say this, Sean. You haven't really noticed Cordell Flott at practice much. It's a good thing. That's a good thing for yeah. a cornerback. Same thing with an no offensive lineman. If you don't notice them, it means they're probably doing their job. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, so when you look at this defense overall, Sean, we'll do a couple more before we say goodbye here. But first, I want to remind Giant fans that they can either order their 2022 season tickets or get a 2022 suite package right now. Call 888-NYG-1925. It's just $100.00. Um, deposit if you want tickets. You get ex- access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. And then for the suites, you get a premier hospitality experience. You get access to concerts. You can place deposit for individual games. You get a season location. Whatever you want. Just call 888-NYG-1925 or go to Giants.com slash tickets or Giants.com slash suites for more information. So what, Sean, for you is the key for this defense then to be effective this year because obviously the scheme can can do a lot to help but what personnel group for you is the most important one to step up and play well if you want this defense to be successful good question i think we're talking about all these different pressure pressure packages and different fronts and personnel and that's great on third down and Mm -hmm. you know wink martindale and you know when i think about the baltimore ravens defense i go back to like rex ryan and you know, you, you look at, at all of these different packages they had. It was a nightmare. It was it was tough wrapping your head around all the different blitzes and different personnel and who's who's where. And that's great and dandy. But if you don't take care of things on first and second down, then you don't ever get to do the fun stuff on third down. So I, I think the challenge for this defense really is, is going to be stopping the run. I think they were 25th last year in the NFL. Um, they were giving up 130 yards a game on the ground. You just, you just can't win football games week in and week out when you're doing that. So I think the challenge for them is going to be can they can they bow up, you know, when they, when they start to go up against some of these big-time running offenses. And, look, the Giants are starting out week one with the Tennessee Titans. So here comes Derrick Henry. And Christian McCaffrey in week know? two and Ezekiel Elliott in week three. Right. So mm-hmm. and, and they've got some – you know, I'd say two out of those three teams have really good offensive lines. Yeah, and, and the Eagles might have the best run game in all football when were, you get them yeah, twice. Yeah, they were number one in the league last year. So um, they've got some big bodies. That's going to be the big challenge. And, you know, look, we didn't mention Dexter Lawrence. I was um, actually about to ask you because I thought he had one play where he just deposited Feliciano on the yeah. ground and got Barkley for a tackle for loss yeah. today. I think Dexter's one of those guys when, when you're not talking much about him, that means he's doing, yeah. he's doing his job as well. Um, but – 
the interesting thing really is going to be the linebackers for the Giants. I feel like that's kind of been one of their weaknesses over the last few years. They've tried to address it with Blake Martinez. Um, they've tried to bring some guys in. Tate Crowder is kind of their nickel linebacker right now. And Darian Beavers, uh, I think, has looked pretty good, too. The Beavers rookie. does look good. He, I tell you what, physically, he doesn't look like a rookie. He looks like an edge player right yeah, now, yeah, seriously. I mean, he's, they got him listed at 6'4", 255, and when that guy comes downhill, he brings a hammer with him. So. Inside linebackers aren't 255 pounds anymore. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see you know how he emerges. Um, you know, they've got some young guys. Carter Coughlin still trying to kind of you know find a way to get reps. Um, I'm curious to see how Michael McFadden um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. ends up fitting in. Uh, to this defense, but um, I, I like Beavers. I, I think that th- this defense, that's going to be the key. First and second down, like can we find a way to bow up? Can we slow people down? Um, Kevon Thibodeau, obviously, is going to be a part of that. And, you know, I, I think once they've kind of figured out, all right, where do we want to play him? Do we want to play him at Sam linebacker? Um, obviously, no Aziz Ojolari, which is, a, you know, that he's a big part of this defense, so hopefully they can get him back sooner than later. He's still on the NFI non-football injury list with a hamstring. Right, right. So, you know, he's missing some time. Once he comes back, I think they'd ideally like Kayvon to be the Sam and then uh, Ojolari be the Will, um, which I feel like would really make this front pretty stout. So you feel okay with the cornerbacks then? Because I think in Wink's scheme, right, and we saw with the Ravens last year, once they're, you know, they have some of the best corners in the league, Mamal and Humphreys, Marcus Peters, once those guys went out, it became problematic in the back half of the defense. Yeah, and I think they lost like two of them in one in one they game. Yeah. So um, that, that that was a tough blow for them last year. Well, I mean, we, we've got to see. You know, I, I think Aaron Robinson. Look, it's one thing to look good in practice, look good against your own team and your and receivers that you know because you've been going against them every single day. How does he play in the games? You know, can he lock down that other spot? Um, I, I think Adoree is is set on one side, yep. and then. For Aaron, it's really his job to lose right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so, Darnay inside too, right? Yeah, Darnay inside. Um, you know, look, Julian and Xavier—they both can can slide in and play corner. In a I pinch. think they'll be fine. I don't but, think you worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not worried about them at all. And then I'll ask you the same question offensively. Then, what's the one position group that you think will be the the fulcrum point in terms of how this unit is going to play this year? I think tight end right now is kind of up in the air. Ooh, I think Be- Bellinger has looked good. I think he he's a, looks like a better receiver than than we thought he was going to be when they drafted him. Um, you go back and look at his stats at San Diego uh, State, and you know he wasn't really he wasn't a receiving tight end. He was an H back. Well, they didn't really pass it at San Diego yeah, State, so I mean, he's he was, all the he time. was blocking majority uh, of the time. So you didn't really get to see how good his hands were. And I, I've been very uh, uh, I've been very impressed with his hands. I just don't know in this offense how how much of a part he's going to play, so I, I think that's something to keep an eye on. And um, you know, like I said, look, the the run game in this offense, this is not going to be a I formation, old school. You know, we're running thirty six power, and we've got a fullback and a tight end, and we're going up against base personnel. Right, so no. it's not that type of run game. It's going to be more shotgun runs. We're seeing a lot of zone reads. Um, so I think the running game is, is, is going to be a factor, but out of a different personnel and kind of have a different look to it. They're going to dress it up differently. So uh, that's still TBD. I think tonight what, what we saw from the wide receivers is encouraging. Um, and they're also at, healthy, by the way, which is a big part of it. Huge part of it. Um, we saw Kenny Galladay with some, make some contested catches. Obviously, we mentioned the touchdown in the red zone. I think Wandell Robinson – I mean, I think he has looked better than anybody expected. He's a tough cover, him. man. He's a tough man, cover. He just like it, it seems like he's playing at a different speed, and he's got unbelievable acceleration. Like after two, two to three steps, it seems like he's already created separation in space. 
So I'm really uh, excited to see him. Kadarius Toney, um, obviously health with him is a big factor. Um, hey, the fact know, that both he can't him, wait. the fact that both he and Kenny have not had one injury issue yet, and we're about two weeks into camp, essential for yeah. this team to be successful yeah. this year. It is. That's crucial, no doubt. All right, final question. As a player, the next week from yesterday, actually, the Giants will be playing in their first preseason game. So what's this upcoming week like? What are the goals? And then what are your goals for that first preseason game? Yeah, I think it's great when the games, you know, are, are on the horizon. You know, I think sometimes you get into training camp and it's like you can't even see the finish line. <laughs> and you're just kind of like it's Groundhog Day. And, you're, you know, you're just kind of going through uh, the, the everyday scenarios. And um, once the games, you know, are on that horizon now, all right, you get a little extra juice. And then also you kind of get the chance to say, all right, we're facing a different defense, different front, different philosophies. So you can kind of, you know, you get the juices flowing a little bit, and I think it definitely helps ratchet things up. Um, and, and with every preseason game, the good news with that is it just means you're one week closer to the real stuff. To <laughs> hey, the only games. three preseason games now, man. You would have signed up for that when you were a player. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, look, for a lot of veterans, they would only play in three anyways. Um, you know, that fourth game was kind of a throwaway game, but um, – you know, I think as as players too, like to play the play Patriots, like you know what, they're always a well coached team. I yep. think it's always a great litmus test for a team, both from a coaching standpoint and from a player standpoint. If you have flaws in your game, if you have flaws in your techniques, when you play the Patriots, they will find it and they will show up. So, um, I think it's a it's a great opportunity. Uh, and you for, talk about stopping the, the run. What better team to prove you can stop the run against than the Patriots, who yeah. have one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in the whole league, and they want to run the ball first and foremost, right? Yeah, no doubt. They they, they seem to just churn running backs out. You know, every yeah. single year they've got three three guys that they just rotate in, um, and and they they do a great job with the personnel matchup. So that that'll be uh, fun to watch. Sean, good stuff, my man. Thanks, Johnny. Hope good you had see fun. You, See you this week at camp. Make sure you guys stay tuned to Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, all our social media platforms as we continue to cover Giants training camp. Saturday is an off day, and we're back for practice on uh, Sunday, Monday, and then uh, throughout the rest of next week up until that game on Thursday. So Wednesday's an off day after three straight days of practice. For Shonahara, I'm John Schmo. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Giants Little Podcast, live from the Fan Fest and Blue White Scrimmage at MetLife Stadium. We'll see you next time. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.